greetings from the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And thank you for letting me into your home and heart. I am the voice of one. A very wealthy man had recently passed away and preparations for his burial were in full swing. His children, who were organizing various post-funeral events, received news about their father's final will being read. Suddenly, the previously celebratory mood shifted into one of bitterness and conflict. Two factions emerged among the man's children and their mothers. One group of mothers and children were pleased that their father had acted responsibly by clearly stating what each person was entitled to. On the other hand, the second group of mothers and children were unhappy about the prospect of the will and testament being read and vowed to oppose it. Friends of the wealthy man's family were astonished that some of his wives and their children did not want the will to be read. However, upon investigation, it became evident why there was joy on one side regarding the will and objections on the other. They discovered that those who were content with the reading of the will were the wives and children who had devoted their lives and efforts to pleasing the wealthy man. On the other hand, those who opposed the will's reading and had vowed to resist it were those who hadn't considered themselves favorites of the late husband and father. Upon this revelation, a mediation team was assembled by the wealthy man's friends to persuade those who opposed the will's reading to allow it to proceed. They ultimately succeeded in convincing those who were against it. On the appointed day, they read the will. As expected, those who had endeared themselves to their husband and father during his lifetime received well-deserved inheritances. However, to the surprise of those who had thought they wouldn't benefit from the will, their husband and father had also included them in his inheritance alongside his other wives and children who had pleased him. Nevertheless, to access the inheritance left for them in the will, they had to publicly apologize in the presence of all those present at the reading of the will. The reading of a will in some cultures is a very trying time for many inheritors, particularly those who feel that they did not behave or conduct themselves well while the person whose will is to be read was alive. At such times, there are usually objections even before the will is read, and some even turn violent. But why would anyone not want the will of someone they intend to inherit from read? Why would you not want to hear what your late father, mother, husband, or wife's assessment of you is, unless you are already aware of what that assessment is and do not want it mentioned for everyone to hear? More profoundly though, is not being sure that knowing what the assessment of the deceased is, they will be given a worthy inheritance. Another aspect of will reading is the aftermath of an unfavorable distribution of assets. While those who are favored hail and eulogize their benefactor, those who are ill-favored upon hearing the will would allege that their benefactor was not in a sound mind and was negatively influenced by those favored in the will. This kind of development has split families, even monogamous homes. Children who paid no attention to their parents while their parents were alive, but hoped to benefit from their assets, are usually apprehensive about will reading, and most times object to it before it is read. Where they are not able to succeed in objecting to the reading of the will, they then challenge the outcome of the will that has been read in a court of law when they are unfavored. But there is one will that no human being can do anything against other than to allow its reading and know what they must do to inherit what is available to them. This will is different from other wills in that while other wills are read after the testator has died, this will be available to all 
for personal reading, even though the testator has died, yet he lives. The will I'm speaking about is the Holy Bible, which contains the will or word of God for all human beings. The testator is Jesus Christ, who was alive, was crucified, and yet is alive forevermore. He is alive to supervise the distribution of his assets and handle every and any objection that may arise. For this singular fact, many people do not want the will read. Others insist that he does not have the rights to the assets they hope to inherit. And some others are vociferous about their belief that Jesus Christ is not even the owner of the assets. In a bid to justify their claim, they prefer other alternatives, like seeing Jesus as a prophet, an angel, a priest, but not the Son of God. Some others even prefer to shun Jesus and go to people they claim to be prophets, angels, priests, and so on. There was a situation like that in the years following the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, as recorded in the book of Hebrews. Certain individuals who were Jews by birth, but believed what was said about Jesus and confessed him as Savior, found it hard to confess him as the Son of God. Because if they did confess him as the Son of God, then they must accept his will. So they debated the issue of whether Jesus was really any more significant than the prophets or not lower than angels in rank. They even asserted that Moses was greater than Jesus and that Aaron, being the first high priest, was even greater than Jesus. To deal with the issue, the Holy Spirit, through one of the ministers of the gospel of that day, documented reasons why Jesus Christ is the Son of God and rightful heir of God to dispose of God's asset as it deems fit and it is contained in the book of Hebrews. In brief, the notations are as follows. One, Jesus is greater than all prophets because he is the spitting image of the Father in all his fullness and glory. It is through this Jesus that the Father now speaks to all concern. Two, Jesus is greater than angels because while angels are indeed servants of God, Jesus was addressed by the Father as Son when he said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. 3. Although Moses was used by God to teach his laws to the people and build his house, that is the tabernacle, Jesus is greater than Moses because he owns the house. 4. Though Aaron and his descendants after him were priests of God under the old covenant, Jesus is the high priest of God today and author of the new covenant, which today contains the will of God. No wonder God said through David, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. The point is, why do people rage against God and against the Lord Jesus Christ? God now gives a counsel in the same psalm. He said, Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Today, in many nations and among millions of people, the reading of the will of God is forbidden, I ask. What possible harm would it cause if they allowed people to read the will of God and allow them to make up their minds about whether they want to believe Jesus to be God's son or not? As referenced in the story of the polygamist family and the husband who left a sizable portion even for those wives and children who rebelled against his authority, 
while he was alive, it will surprise you that God has a provision for you in his will. Even those who have rebelled and continually rebel against him, including those who disobey him, provided they repent and confess Jesus as Savior and the Son of the living God. All this is contained in the will of God for you. Will you not rather read it or listen to it and turn your life around, securing eternal salvation and reigning with God in heaven forever? Are you in doubt about who Jesus is? God says to tell you that he sent Jesus to die a painful death on the cross at Calvary on account of your sins. He wants you to understand that his will is for you to be with him in eternity and not to go to hell. He said, I should ask you, which one of your prophets died for your sins? He said, I should tell you that even if they made the claim, he never accepted them. Beloved, the will of God is in the Holy Bible and he has appointed his son, Jesus Christ, to judge all human beings. Therefore, take God's advice and embrace the son. Come to Jesus now and submit to him. Let us pray. Father, help those who have heard this message not to be deceived any longer, but to come to you through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And as they do so, please give them the joy of salvation and the peace that surpasses every human understanding. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-5630. Nine nine three one. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye. Oh God.